Testing, testing, one, two, testing. Check, check, check. Yeah. That was two. That was good to me. Alright. Then I guess. Oh, let me shut the. Because even though that audio is not going to be there, it's just going to be a drag later on. Yeah. Alright, tight. Welcome back to the Million X Girlfriends Podcast. This is my boy Devin Bender. What's up? Um week week off just because I got I got a little bit tired and uh, I had some stuff I had to do. But you know, we're back now following the Labor Day weekend. Anyway, uh Devin, tell us tell us what's up. How was how's the summer? Tell us tell us about the gigs. Tell us about all that stuff. Tell us about life. Um, summer's been pretty cool. Uh, I haven't really played too many solo gigs. Uh, mostly playing with, uh, uh, the band Peace Collective. Um, it's been really cool having, uh, a backup band of really talented musicians, Al Olson, Autumn Francesca, and, uh, like, just putting a full band behind these songs and, and getting the chance to learn a bunch of Al songs, too. Like, there's one thing that I love doing is, like, uh, you know, if you travel around to, like, went to North Carolina, went to Indiana, Ohio, and, um, it's a real honor to, like, learn your friend's songs and then go out to places outside of the local community and just, like, carry your friend's songs. This is a fucking show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're watching It's Always Sunny, and right as he finished saying that, they 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 uh they uh walk up on two guy on two homeless guys having sex with each other. So life is life is amazing sometimes. But yeah, I've been playing uh I'm playing one of my old original songs uh sort of in like our little group jam sessions lately. Uh, and I've actually been getting some like good feedback. That's a song I never like showed to anyone or played for anyone except for like when I recorded it. And when we played it live back yeah. in the day. So, like, having people be like, oh, I like that. Or I like the way you do that thing. I mean, that's that's cool because, like, I never I, don't, I never look for that from, from my own songs. Like, I never, like, go go to people. I'm like, what do you think of this? I just play it and then I'm like, okay, next one. Next one done. But, yeah, the the thing about learning, learning, learning other people's songs, I always did love, like, um, you know, being, like, when... Because I wrote most of the songs in the band... But then, like, you know, sometimes the bass player or the drummer will bring an idea for something. I'd be like, all right, let's flesh it out. And uh, I wouldn't always know how to. I would try to, like, help them along because, like, I didn't want to, like, I wanted to see what, what, what their mind came up with. Yeah. Like, I wasn't trying to, like, step in and, like, become the thing for them. Yeah, it's so. always nice to have, like, uh, that kind of community of, like, I mean, musicians and even just people who want to, like, listen and appreciate the music and uh like you know you don't even have to ask for feedback and they'll just genuinely from their heart like tell you what they think especially if like you're not sure about something and like you hit like some weird funky note or you you're like not sure about a line but you don't really express that and then like um you know if if friends have like the guts enough to be able to be like listen like that was cool i don't know about that part it's like i appreciate that honesty so much like i might change it i might keep it the same but like i appreciate honesty more than anything um and it's always cool like 
when you're in in the middle of a like a song and it's like maybe like half hashed out um and you just bring it to like the studio and you're like listen i got a half a song like it's not fully put together let's uh let's see what we can do with it and you know you bounce whoever's like the producer like they might have some cool ideas um i got the chance to record one of my own songs out in ohio and have some really cool featured artists on it um i'm like i only got it's a really repetitive song i didn't know what to do here so i just repeated the same thing and uh my friend adam's just like all right well we're gonna have a break here there's gonna be like a rap verse and i met this other guy jeremy he's gonna throw in like threw in some trumpet and um yeah so it's sometimes it's cool when you only have like half a song or you just see what other people can bring to the table without, you know, trying to control it. Just let it all evolve naturally. I remember before I had an easy way to record music, like back in like 2009 or something, I was writing this one song and I was putting a lot of work in on it and I felt, I felt good about it. And then halfway through writing it, I realized I forgot what the song even sounded like in my head in the first place. Like I got to the bridge and that just, I wanted to do something different. And then I was like, wait, how did the song go? And I like picked up my guitar and I tried to play it and sing it again. And I was like, I fucking forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you have to get on those ideas. Like once they come out and like, then it's like, all right, they're out. And as you're creating it, like, it's like holding on to this kind of like idea. Like the song isn't even really you. It's like this idea and trying to hold on to that. And then like maybe add on to it in, in the process of coming up with something different. Uh, like, you'll forget what you had originally. Um, I remember up until 2015, I didn't realize how easy it was to, like, record stuff yourself, get the equipment, you know, use computers and stuff like that. So I didn't really record too much. And then in 2015, you know, as a, as a band, we started buying, you know, microphones and stuff like that. And then, like, later that year, like, we ended up folding up. And uh, that kind of that kind of like disillusioned me from music for a little while, but that's kind of like why I got back into like doing like podcasting and filmmaking and stuff because it's like it's 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 accessible and easy enough to get this stuff into your own hands so you can start making and synthesizing your own ideas, like getting them out there. Um, I've been thinking about trying to do music again lately. Um, I'm gonna need a little bit more than what I have, but I can make it work with what I have. I mean, I've already done some demos and stuff like that. Um, you remember Kai, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I don't produce like hip hop or anything like that, yeah. but he would come over and he'd be like, oh man, I'm feeling like we got to record something. I feel like freestyling. He'd like find a beat on YouTube, like a royalty free beat. I would download it, record him rapping over it. Uh, I would record it badly. He was rapping good, but like, because I know, because I don't know anything about recording or producing, I'm just adding, re I'm just adding massive amounts of <laughs> reverb to the vocal tracks, making it sound terrible. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a song. <laughs> I always release, like, my older stuff that, like, you know, when I, like, kind of half knew, like, sort of had an idea as to what I was doing with the uh, recording stuff and put it out there and uh, maybe, like, uh, you know, as as you just get better at things, like, just the recording process, you get, you develop more of a skill. Um, you, uh... It, yeah, I oh, I do? Oh, man. Thanks. It's just like water or something. Water. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were saying? 
Oh, this tissue will be for sale for a million bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes. It comes with the Devin Bender NFT. <laughs> you can contact Juan. He'll contact my manager, and uh, yeah, I'm still trying to get in contact with my manager. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't given me his number yet. You know, he just kind of said we'll talk, and then he, uh, he took a bunch of money from me. It was. I thought it was shifty. It was behind a club. Something like that. <laughs> He just uh, walked up to me and he said, give me $600. And I was like, okay, seems legit. He said he had to catch the bus and there were no bus stops nearby. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes I just record, like, when I was first starting out, I, I I released my recordings, even though they're not super, you know, hyper-professionally done. And it's like, as it evolves and, like, maybe you get some people listening to you, they'll listen back and listen back to the raw stuff. And, like, some people will like it, some people won't, like... But they'll be like, oh, yeah, those are, like, the OG recordings, like, like, I don't know. Um, but you really don't need a lot, a whole lot to, like, record some, like, solid music. You just need a, um, I have, like, a $100 Shure microphone. I think it's used for, like, conferences, like, not necessarily music. And I use my iPad, and I use GarageBand, and over time I figured out how to program instruments in using uh, MIDI, which is, like, computerized instruments you like plug in the notes yeah so that'll be background tracks i don't have a midi controller so i gotta do it all manually um and i'm like someone told me they're like so who do you go to to like you know like get that sound or whatever and i was like actually you know on the low key even though like you know we're on a podcast gonna be like set out to the public um <laughs> on the low key i did this in my room like you know, the vocals were probably recorded in, like, the shower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I threw a blanket on the back wall to cut some of the reverb. <laughs> yep, I got a $100 microphone and an iPad, and, and I've done it all there. And they're like, wow, it sounds professional. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Sweet. I did my job. So you don't need a whole lot to record. Um, you know, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find, like, what the input to, like... I need, like, an impetus for writing music. Like, I would need to find what I care about enough to, like, say something about. That's the problem I have with, like, wanting to, like, write movies and write in general. It's like, yeah, I like to talk a lot and say a lot of things, but I, I don't know if I actually have anything, like, to say. You know, I don't know if I actually have anything of substance that's worthy of anybody's time, which is why I kind of just do this dumb stuff I do. Just, like, you know, an hour of talking or a 30-second, like, TikTok video because it's, like, it, it doesn't need to be more than that. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, even if it's, like, 30-second TikTok videos, you bring a little entertainment to people. Like, podcasts like this, it gives, you know, not everyone knows what it's like to be, like, in the creative kind of mindset. So, I'd say that's, you know, us doing a, a service to us musicians, but also giving other people uh, kind of, like, an inside look, like, behind the scenes. Because usually they only see... They only see you playing the songs and, uh, and like, I could be, I could just like go do the thing on stage and then I'm like super okay with playing the songs. Like I'm confident in all the chords and lyrics and played it a million times, practiced it. And then I'll like get off the stage and I'm like, all right, like people want to talk to you, but I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm really in the mood for talking right now. I play music all day. Like. This is kind of a um, 
it's kind of I'm kind of, I'm kind of having like a producerial idea right now. I'm not gonna get too specific, but I am gonna say I want to see if I can like try to like do something in the future where I get like you to like if I like do like you know um what's what I'm looking for like if I were to like somehow make some make some kind of song happen like between one of my hip hop friends and like you and maybe like a couple of other people or whatever like I just want to like bring disparate elements like that together like. Maybe maybe you think it's just like a, a reggae like acoustic ukulele song, but then like someone comes in like spitting a verse at one point or something like that. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'll uh, I'll talk to you more about that in the future. I'll see see if I can get anybody interested in that, but cool. that's something I kinda wanna make happen now. Sweet. Yeah, I'm always down for collaborations. Um and yeah, making sounds that like aren't necessarily like like, making sounds that people really haven't really heard before. Like, you were talking about throwing a bunch of reverb on stuff, and, like... Some... I'm, I'm better with that now. I've, I've, I've quelled that a little bit. I've learned you don't need so much reverb. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, sometimes it's, like... Like, some stuff that I've, I've made, I'm just, like... It had 13 vocal tracks. All of them were, like... One was, like, eh, and one was, like, low, and some of them have, like insane amounts of like auto-tune or like 8-bit and like they're all singing the same thing but they all have like different effects layer them and, like i love getting like wild and psychedelic mm. with the effects and it's like is this funk or is this grunge or is this reggae like what's going on right now like, yeah i don't i don't mind it if it sounds right like the thing with reverb on vocals is you need just a little bit because the human voice is very dry even the best singer is like relatively dry just by itself so you need a little bit of something uh you need a little bit of something when you're like recording it on the track, but I was putting I was putting too much. Like it should not have sounded like. I guess it almost does kind of fit. Like, but like Kai sounded like he was like in like an echo chamber, and it was kind of. I'll play it for you at some point. It's it's strange. It doesn't sound right to me. But recorded it does, on the moon. Yeah, it does kind <laughs> of have a vibe, but it's it. I just don't know if it's right. And um, then I did this other demo song back in like february or march or something i uh, downloaded an instrumental layered some guitar and uh vocals over it and uh i liked it it was me trying to go for like a like a frank ocean type vibe just like like frank ocean kind of like meets the hold up or something i'll play that for you i'll play it i'll, I'll send both of those to you so you can like listen to them Sweet. on your own time so but uh yeah i just, I, just I, I do care about like making music and like making interesting sounds and stuff and i just i'm really trying to find a way to get back get back to that but in a way that i feel is like not necessary but like because because there's always like a thing of like you know content 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 i just i don't believe in that i believe in putting out what matters like when it matters yeah like not just like okay here's a filler song like i hate the idea of like, why would you put a filler song in anything yeah cut the filler song <laughs> like that's stupid for me, like, songwriting has always been, like, kind of my own mental-emotional process. Uh, it, it's, it's just, like, whatever I'm going through in my own life, whatever I'm trying to overcome, be it, like, you know, frustration with my own inner stuff, or, like, uh, the songwriting is, is, like, the mantras that, like, help me, and, like, I've... I realize we all go through the same struggles, so if something helps me and I put it in a song, you know, and I'm singing that song, like, playing it out or playing around campfires or just, like, practicing playing it to myself, like, 
it's it becomes my mantras and then it's like reminders like you know you don't need that you know you don't need that mindset like you know here's where to put your focus and then when you play it out and you share it with people i always think making great music is is like one skill you could be um like an epic guitarist who's played in your room for like 20 years and you know the fretboard like you know how to breathe or like you know it's like second nature or whatever and then you never uh go out and share the music um sharing the music like just putting that out there being in a vulnerable state going up there with the shakes and hitting the wrong notes and you know i've done that and in my head i'm like messed up mm. there like didn't mean to do that there and then like if you hit a wrong note or whatever it's a sign of authenticity and vulnerability and like alright you're not just like some great like rock star musician you're just like human just like all of us and, yeah um for me the vulnerability comes in like the like the performance of the vocals and stuff like like during, during that song I was telling you somehow I forgot to forget it's like I'm just I'm just crying about this fucking breakup I had just been through same thing with that song I recorded earlier this year. I mean, the the I did like a little bit of like rapping and singing, but the whole time it just sounds like just just sounds like. <laughs> I mean, everyone goes through the grieving process, be it be it you or be it someone else. Like you know, someone there's always a chance that someone will relate to it. Yeah. Um. And if not, you know, it makes you feel good to sing it, and cool. Yeah, it, it it does. I think I need to I need to definitely need to put some work in on that one I mentioned earlier. But uh, like I said, I, I did everything on that back in like February or something. I feel like going back and doing something now would almost be like ruining a thing because I'm not necessarily in that mindset anymore or feel the feel the way I I did when I did everything then. Yeah, revisiting if those feelings come back around. Um, I was kind of like. I don't know, to I want to say, like, to a certain extent, I, I have maybe a little bit of trouble, like, emotionally, um, kind of, like, writing those, those kind of songs, and I guess it's like, alright, well, yeah, I have trouble sharing my, my kind of grieving process with, with people, and, uh, usually I'll kind of go through my process and like at the end of the process, I'll write a song or something. So like, you know, I, I have, I have respect for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was just texting someone who I was telling you about earlier. Oh yeah. You know what? In fact, let's do, let's do this now because I like to do this kind of stuff every now and again. Let's just, let's go on Twitter and see what's trending and then talk about that. <laughs> Sometimes cause I, I just, you know, I don't always have things. To, I don't always have things to say. Oh, it's all good. And like, uh, I remember, you know, every now and again, people will be like, people will be like, "Yeah, I mean, you talk so much, you say so much," and it's like, "Yeah." And then every now and again, I shut up and watch the stuff because I run out of stuff to say. It's yeah. You it's, just notice when I'm loud because I'm loud about being loud. <laughs> it's 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 been a solid back and forth, I'd say. Oh yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, no. We've been we've been having a great conversation. I just mean like in general. Sometimes, sometimes people will be like, "You talk so much." It's like, yeah, and I also shut up so much. <laughs> I was a, I was on a friend's podcast recently, and he had like ten questions, and one of them I I'm like, 
Alright, I'm gonna give you the abbreviated version of, like, this answer, this story, and then I'm like, did I talk too much? Like, lose <laughs> track of time, like... Alright, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, Twitter's, Twitter's trending has been so boring lately, but here's an interesting one. People react to a viral video of a physical altercation breaking out at a Waffle House in Atlanta, Georgia. Like... Why are you fighting in the Waffle House, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, trying to just have a stack of pancakes. Come on. I feel like it, it's it just kind of like really like speaks to that like primitive human condition when we're like you know let's say like however many years ago when we're like out foraging for berries and like you're like always like on edge like thinking a tiger yeah. or some animal like a saber tooth is gonna jump out of the woods and eat you and like yeah the human brain a lot of the times just like goes to like what's wrong what could go wrong like on a personal level and on a global level it's just like so back in like 2017 or 18 um i went to a halloween party with a friend of mine i wore a toga like i just like sheet wrapped around me white bandana you know it was great i loved it yeah we went to Denny's afterwards to get some food. These dudes were, like, messing with us. At one point, dudes are like, oh, you're wearing a dress. My friend was, like, my friend was not backing down. He wasn't taking any shit from them. And I just kept punking them off. I just kept yeah. being like, get the fuck out of my face, bro. Dude kept, they were all shorter than me. And, like, they kept trying to, like, get in my face and, like, scare me. And I'm just like, get out of, get out of here. I just want some food, <laughs> man. I'm not taking you seriously. He's, like, calling me out on my dress. He's wearing, like tight ass under armor stuff not that it matters but if you're talking about looking goofy dude i mean you're wearing head to toe under armor like you look fucking goofier than i do yeah. <laughs> but like i'm just i'm just not taking anything from it and um i'm like i'm like so my, my buddy's getting in you know they're getting a little bit loud so we got kicked out because of that and i was like ah oh, hell and we just ended up going to like mcdonald's or something the other guys get kicked out i don't know what? I don't, we, we split dudes dude said we should leave and i just didn't even ask any questions i was like okay bye didn't I didn't stick around to see if they got kicked out. Damn. Yeah, that's they, unfortunate. They probably should have. They started shit with us, but also like I was I, like I said, I was being kind of a punk. I was kind of being like a loud punk ass. Like they were trying to like fight me and I was like <laughs> Dude, go eat your pancakes. Like that's what we're trying to do. Isn't that what people do around I'm waiting here? for a fucking seat at Denny's. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't get laid, bro. That's not my fucking problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking. But they they were probably like they were probably like I don't know twenty two, twenty three, twenty four at the time. Who knows? A lot of times, people like who want to like mess with you or start shit. It's like it has nothing to do with you. Like it's their own insecurities or whatever. Maybe he's just like I need to be the toughest, most badass guy. And then they see someone who's just like, all right, I'm wearing a toga. Or like maybe he even thought it was a dress. Like let's say yeah. you were like. Let's say you did, like, wear dresses or whatever. It's, like... And he's just, like... And especially on Halloween. I, I, I know. What the fuck? Are you gonna make fun of something somebody's wearing on Halloween when you look goofier than the person you're making fun of? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> they might not have been wearing head-to-toe under armor. I just know they were wearing some weird shit. Like, it, I just remember looking at them being like, Really? You look like a... You look like a clown, bro. I dressed up for Halloween. I decided to look goofy for Halloween. Like, that's that's the whole point of it. You know? <laughs> like, having fun. That's why I'm growing out this ridiculous facial hair. I'm going to have a huge mustache by, like, the end of October. <laughs> like, like, shave the chin or something? Yeah, I'm going to keep... Yeah, I'm going to... I'm pro I might... That might be a good idea. Do but, the Fu Manchu? Yeah. Like, or I might try to go for, like, a Sam Elliott stash if I don't like the way that looks. 
because like this doesn't necessarily connect over here so yeah i'll have to like play around with it but uh yeah i'm just uh it, it yeah I'm, I'm trying to look goofy because i'm trying to have fun with it like i'm just trying to, i'm even gonna do like a dumb voice with it and everything and if anybody makes fun of me it's gonna be like okay yeah this is fun for me <laughs> <laughs> that's hair's always been an interesting thing man like I I mean like, why do we get haircuts? Maybe like sanitary reasons or whatever. Like, or like, dreadlocks for me is kind of like spiritual reasons. But then there's also like you know monks who will completely shave their head. Mm. There's like, uh, you know, certain spiritual paths that would like grow their hair out because it they believe it it allows them to like. Uh, like it's an extension of their nervous system, or their it it allows them to be able to like tap into things a little bit more. From like uh, I think it's funny you said monks will shave their head because like 2016 and 2020, I was trying to like do like the whole um, I was trying to like get into like spirituality and like meditating and all that type of stuff, just trying to find something because like life was terrible and I just needed something different at the time. And 2016 was the first year I started doing that, and I was just coincidentally shaving my head. The reason I shaved my head was because I was like. I got to restart as a person, and this is the only way I know how to just get rid of all my hair. Yeah. So I shaved my head. I started practicing, like, meditation and all, all that type of stuff, reading you know, books on Zen and stuff like that. So I just think it's funny that you said that because that's kind of what I did by accident. Like, it's not like I was like, oh, this is what they do. I'm yeah, going to do just, it, too. it just felt it right. It just felt right, yeah. So that that's cool. Um, I've had yeah. another set of dreadlocks before this. This might be, like, two or three or whatever, but... Um, I kind of went through my own renewal process and, like, cut them off. And, like, there's something about, like, when you're playing music and you're just in the zone and your hair's flying everywhere and slapping against your face, like, mm. be it to the rhythm or whatever. And then I cut it and, like, starting to play again after it, it kind of felt, like, a little weird to me. Like, like, it was almost, like, harder to get back in the zone or whatever. And uh, The other night when we were at Man Bro, um... I had my hat on backwards, my Vans hat with the snapback, um, and I had just like a tuft of hair through the front, and every now and again I would start banging my head, and I was sweating, and I could feel like the hair just like, it was like a little bit wet, I could just feel it like flopping up against my face and stuff, and I was like, yes, my hair's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. This is the this is the episode with Frank's beauty pageant, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's... I one point during this episode, he's like, I prom I, I love you kids, but not in an appropriate way. How come we weren't invited to the beauty pageant? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I had a I had a falling out with one of the judges. I was like, oh, oh yeah, well, you're not beautiful. You guys had a disagreement at, uh, at Denny's? And he's like, sir, I know I'm not beautiful. That's why I'm a judge. <laughs> That's why I'm a judge. Just uh, trying, just trying to like childishly upset everybody who comes my way. It's like, oh yeah, I'm the bigger child. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for more things I'm trending to talk about. What's trending out there in the world? I really wish Gary V wasn't right, but he is. I want to see like, like, fun stories on the news. I want to see like positive things on the news. Like, yeah. all right, like. Oh, she's hot. This, uh, this just in, you know, chimpanzee escapes the zoo and, like, rescues, uh, rescues this baby from a burning building, and then, uh, 
I don't know, proceeds to cook her pancakes or like, <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean, you might see that like on so like I, sometimes you see a lot of beautiful stories on social media and it's like, how come that's not on the news? Like, have you ever heard of a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk? No. Internet guy. He's an entrepreneur, uh, public speaker guy, but uh, I just, uh, I said something earlier about something he said about just like putting out content and uh, I saw this thing somebody posted. They said, uh, I hate I hate when Gary Vee is right. Uh, hang on, what did I just say? I literally forgot. I really wish Gary Vee wasn't right, but he is. And uh, people people on the internet kind of get like inflamed about Gary Vee because they think he's like, you know, promoting hustle culture. They think he's like a capitalist propagandist and stuff like that. But uh, I've listened to a lot of his stuff, a lot of his podcasts, seen, watched a lot of his videos, listened to a lot of his, his advice. And uh, I mean, he just... He just likes doing that shit. He just likes working and making money. Like even if it like even if it wasn't capitalism, he'd still probably be doing what he does. Some people are like that. Some people like don't know how to relax or like maybe that's just like their own flow or something. Mm. About the content thing, like I don't know, like I don't want to have to feel the pressure, like especially as a a creative like like, the songs come, or, like, the art comes, or whatever. It comes in a natural flow. It comes when it comes. Like, I don't want to... Once that pressure comes in, it's, like... Like, that creativity and that urge to create kind of slips away. And I just... I mean, I'm all for, uh, you know... Like, I'll, I'll release a, a ton of the content that that I create. Um, even if it's not, like, my best stuff, but, like... You know, I, like, part of me enjoys, like, that, just being, like, vulnerable in that way, or, like, uh, putting it out authentically, like, yeah, I'm not a pro at this, but, like, uh, I felt good doing it, and, you know, I hope you feel good listening or whatever to it. These pictures that I posted earlier, I feel like these are the first, like, good pictures of me in, like, a year. Red light. Yeah. And then there were a couple of other pictures that uh, some friends took earlier that day, but it wasn't like a photo shoot. It was just like, you know, we were outside like, hey, what's up? Let's take some pictures together. Yeah. But like this one, I was all over the place. I was in my friend's apartment. She had like a tub next to a red light and I was like, oh, I can't pass up this opportunity. This is going to look great. But like I said, I feel like that's the first like going to edit those into the podcast. I'll probably throw them up. I'll probably throw them up on the screen and just like different corners. So like, I don't have to like think about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I, I don't feel like there's been, I've, I don't feel like I've, there have been any good pictures of me, like, within the last year. That's why I've been sharing so many pictures of, like, other people. And also because, like, I just, I don't care about that myself that much. Like, when I was in a band, um, I would always take the opportunity to, like, you know, highlight and showcase the other members as, like, musicians or writers. Because, like, people aren't coming for me. Like, they don't necessarily care about me. But, like, they care about, like, the unit. They care about, like, what we bring to the table as, like, a trio. Yeah. Like, that's why I really think it's really weird when, like, you know, certain like certain bands or artists, like, they just, like, they get this inflated sense of self. Like, oh, I am the band. The band is me. Like, a Panic at the Disco situation, where it started out as, like, a full band, and now it's just, like, one guy. Yeah. I always feel weird taking selfies, like, I mean, at, like, music events or whatever, like, I'm not a big fan of selfies, no. If someone, if, if you have, like, someone who just loves taking pictures, like, of different people or different settings or different things going on, like, 
I'm in the picture and I think it looks cool, I'll be like, yeah, I'll share this, like, but it's like, yeah, taking self, I saw this girl at the seawall, like, she probably spent, like, like, 20 minutes, like, taking the same selfie over and over again, and I'm just like, yo, we are at the ocean, like, check out, like, that guy just, like, shredded a wave right over there. Right. There's a guy standing on his head skimboarding. (laughs) Yes. It's like, this this thing that you have to like prove your worth in the world i guess you know maybe that's what it is deep down or maybe that's just you know i feel good because i'll post these pictures and like you know everyone will be like you're so pretty or you're so beautiful it's like you know find that beauty in yourself like i just like stuff that like looks good or looks cool or whatever pictures or whatever and like if I'm in a picture that looks cool, fine. But if it's if it doesn't look cool or good or whatever, then then whatever. I just like things that look that look good. Yeah. Like I'll have other people take pictures of me if I have a decent concept for it. If I think there's like a concept that fits it, because like I'm not a big fan of setting the timer and taking pictures by myself. That still feels like too much of a selfie. But like if you get somebody on the other end of the shutter, like pointing and aiming and shit like that then you're free to, like, do your thing. Like, I posted some pictures recently on Facebook that were from, like, 2019. They were all taken by my sisters. And uh, they're just very simple pictures. They're not, like, amazing or anything. There's nothing conceptual about them. They're just really well-framed pictures where I'm wearing, like, a different outfit in each one. And I just, I really like the way they look. So I just posted it as, like, part of, like, a little unit. I just called it, like, you know, 1992 John because, you know. 1992? Yeah, that's, that's when I was born, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Each each picture each picture had like a separate title that like correlated to a year like me and my sisters were born. Mm-hmm. But the whole project was just called like nineteen ninety two. So, but yeah, yeah. The point the point being like I didn't have that idea when I originally took those pictures. I had an idea for like a little trilogy of pictures, but it never came together the way I wanted it to. And then I found them a couple of years later, and I was like, oh, this this works. This works better this way. Let me do this. And so. Finally completed that project two years later. <laughs> and then you you have, like, someone else's kind of uh, creativity incorporated in it. Because you got, like, someone behind the camera, like, doing stuff. Exactly. I always credit and tag the photographers. Like, uh, you know what? Not my sister so much because I don't want people har- harassing my family. That that's, There's that. You know, being, you being a voice on the internet, I'm trying to be careful These about pictures that. were taken by a very special person. Yeah. You know who you are. Um, I also, I also like doing like photo sets of like, you know, like when I go to like live shows or events or whatever. Um, I went to this, I went to this event at dusk back in like July or something. My buddy John Phelps was playing there. Uh, it was like this little like jam session freestyle night. It was just like a bunch of like musicians and singers just like jamming and freestyling and improvising together. But at one point I got a bunch of great, I got a bunch of pictures that I really liked, but at one point I took a picture of like the skyline outside dusk. And uh, it was just kind of like over the road and you had like the, the dusk awning on the right side. And then just like I edited it so that the skyline had this cool like bluish deep purple look to it. Mm-hmm. I'll show you that at some point. But I'm really proud of that picture. That might be like one of the best pictures I've ever taken. It's, it's very simple. It, yeah. It's like I was like, mm, I guess that looks good. And then like I edited it later and I was like, that's amazing. That's awesome. I'm happy with that. I uh yeah I used to, I started I started doing like landscape photography but I'm more interested in like taking pictures of like people and like you know cool outfits and shit like that so yeah trying to find like try I, I try I do try to like combine like landscape photography and like portrait photography like 
I'm gonna take a picture of this person up against the edge of the ocean. That kind of thing. That's cool. In like a core and like a corresponding The my, vast empty expanse. My buddy Jesse Piff, I shot his video I shot a video for his song Thirty Thousand Feet Up. The idea was to have just like intercut footage of like Jesse rapping and then it's like this woman, her name is Emily, just like dancing by the edge of the sea. Because I'm not good at editing, I offloaded the editing to a to a to a different to somebody else. Yeah. And they didn't include any footage of the woman. It was like, oh, I couldn't find a way to make it work. Come on. You're an editor. Do your job. That's your job. These are the things that I said I wanted to. What do you mean you can make like... it work? The thing about editing is you can edit anything to look like anything. Do your yeah. job. But yeah, so I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not entirely proud of that video and the way it came out. Jesse was like, oh yeah, no, this is fine. I'm like. Okay, man, I'm just not, you know, I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in my own work ethic when it came to it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not a bad video, but, like, you know, I, I dragged my friend Emily out there for a day for nothing. You know, where she's dancing all up on Hazard Rock out in public in front of all these people, putting it all out there. Yeah. And it doesn't end up being you. You send the footage and they don't include it all. That's that's squarely on me. I'm the director. I have to take I have to take responsibility for that. It's it's all my fault. I should I should have tried. I should have found a different editor, or I should have uh, written his ass a little more. Or I should have tried to learn to do it myself. But shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, it went the way it went. And the only thing I can try to do now is like redeem redeem myself in the future with a similar concept. Yeah, I feel like I'm not going to be able to move on until I do something like that. Like similar yeah, this a, I... a similar simple video, like nothing to. It wasn't even supposed to be like a video video. It was supposed to be like a visualizer. More than anything. Maybe yeah. that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll take all the footage of her and like edit it into its own video. That's like another edit. Whatever. And she'll be like, oh, you saved all this like footage for my own special thing? And be like, yes, that's exactly that's, what I... That's, that's exactly what happened. It doesn't have anything to do with me being lazy. doesn't have anything to do with... No, it's, it's because it was so special. It had to be its own thing. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard when you get something that doesn't turn out like as the the epic vision as you had in your head but like also on the same token like because i put songs out there and like yeah i might be like at some point i just reach a level where i'm just like i've gone so far into this song it didn't reach the epic thing in my head like but i want to release it like you know maybe it might be like kind of a filler song or whatever like I, that's my own kind of judgment of my own work and uh I put it out there, and one of my friends is like, bro, what's the chords to that song? That's like, I love playing that song, like, the production on that is so awesome. And someone else is like, yo, send me the stems of that track, like, I want to make a cool, like, dub version. And I was like, of the whole entire EP, that's, like, the one song that, like, that, that I was, I, to me, it was, like, a filler song, but to other people, they're like, that was coolest song ever right. um awesome so what like i mean I, I only i only record in audio tonic so i don't necessarily know like what what they are how i get to them but like what what are stems like can you i've looked that up before but like can so, you explain to me what that so stems let's say you know you produce a track in a multi-track editor it's uh it's basically a bunch of audio files layered on top of each other that play at the same time um so you have the vocal track, you have the instrument track, let's say you have the bass, um, you have, I don't know, 16, 32, or just like five tracks. So the stems are 
they're basically each of those tracks sent separately. Okay. Like even if uh, you know, uh, would would a stem be sent as a file? It wouldn't be like rendered into its own MP3 file, right? Like you would have to send it as like the project file. Well, you could send the project file. Um, you know, you, you just have to hope the person on the other end is able to like have okay. the uh, software or whatever to receive the project file. But um, when I sent the stems to the Heartbeat song to my friend, um, I think GarageBand maxes out at 32 tracks. I had 13 vocal tracks, so basically what I went, I muted all the tracks but one, and then I, like, I would turn that into a WAV file, go back in, mute that track, unmute another one. And so it was just kind of like, this whole process of like muting all the tracks except for one and then sending all those over yeah and uh yeah so it's all kind of their own separate it's it's basically just the separate tracks yeah like i know you can use stems for like remixing or like sampling and stuff like that that's why i just had to i had to ask like what since you mentioned it, i had to ask like how how you would do it specifically like what you would do for sending stems you know like would you like you said you recorded in GarageBand? Yeah. So, like, let's say I'm working in Audiotonic. Like, would you, like, render... Like, if I want to do something, would you, like, render out the track, like, the the that one track by itself? Like, if I was like, oh, can you send me the ukulele stem for that song? And you would yeah. just isolate the ukulele and send me an MP3 file of that? Yeah. Um, like, I, I did this song recently, Golden Teacher, and, and I had a rapper, uh, this guy Fungi Flows, he was on it. And his verse came in, like, later on in the track. So uh, I was like, you know, send me the stems. Um, so basically his, what he sent me was, uh, you know, two, two and a half minutes of silence. And then when his part came in, that's when, like, so you got to include the silence in there because then you can just drag and drop it and... Uh, and it's like right where it needs to be. Just, it, it, if that kind of. I just thought of an idea, um, another another like producerial idea while I was sitting here recording. I got to try to get a bunch of like the the Seawall people, like the South Kingstown people, on like mm -hmm. a couple of different tracks, and uh, like I'll like I'll do like you know whatever like I'll cover like a Buddy Holly song, and then I'll get like you know you on it playing ukulele or something like that, or get like a uh, uh, Rich to do some like hand slapping handbox shit or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I, I want to do something like that, like a five or six song project that has like a bunch of those people. Yeah, if you do something like that, you want to like, um, you want to have it like recorded. That people say record it to the click. I always put in like, you know, I I can't play music to. It's so a, I, it's aggravating. It's more distracting. Yeah, so I'll put in like a kind of like a basic drum track, even if it's like synthetic drums. I'll put in a basic drum track to play to. And that locks it into this, like, timeline kind of thing. And um, and so if you send the project out to other people, everybody's playing to that same thing. And maybe you have the person come in towards the beginning of the song and you're like, well, that sounds cool, but maybe I want it towards the end. You can just, like, splice it, drag it, drop it. And, like, it's, it's just so much easier to work with. Mm. Um, a huge game changer trying to figure out i'm thinking ahead to the 
I'm thinking ahead to recording to recording the music for this episode. That's why I'm that's why I'm starting to fidget and grab stuff. Oi. Um, how long? I mean, we're at like. We're at forty three minutes now. How do you like? How long do you want to play for? Like ten minutes or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I can play for like ten minutes. I mean, I can play for three hours. Like. <laughs> so let's uh let's talk for like let's talk for like five more minutes and then we'll just we'll throw it over to you. All right. Um. So coming up this fall, uh, what do you, what does Peace Collective have going on? What do you guys have going on for like gigs, content? You know. Um, uh, we're playing twice at the Pump House. Uh. This Friday coming up, September 10th, is we're opening up for Dude Man Bro. Um, which I said that to Dennis, and he's like, who says opening up? Like, it's not even that. Like, we just play a show together. It's like, mm. okay, that's cool. Like, kind of boosting my confidence a little bit. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'm not an opener. I'm like one of the main acts, too. Okay, cool. I, um... And uh, the 25th, there's a big food bank gig at the Pump House, and it's Peace Collective, uh, Road to Bali... Uh, Gary Cummings band and Two Cat Tango. I haven't heard Gary Cummings or like Two Cat Tango. I think I might have heard Two Cat Tango before, but um, Road to Bali is like insane. I I love Road to Bali. That's the reason why I showed up yesterday so early to the uh to the Pelly's event yeah. because I wanted to see them play and I knew they were going on first. Oh my gosh. Um, and then Oktoberfest, which is October second. Sorry to interrupt again, but. No, that's fine. I wanted to let you know, uh, personally, I'm not going to be able to make it on Friday because I have another friend doing a thing up yeah. in our Providence. Yeah, it's all good. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, exactly. I'll be I'll be there in spirit. And I'll definitely be at the food bank thing on the 25th. That's important to me. Sweet. Growing up, uh, growing up uh, I wouldn't say like, I'd say like underprivileged or, mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? I mean, we were, we were kind of poor and things weren't always great for us, so that's a, that's an important, that's an important cause to me. I've eaten my fair share of, uh, you know, church meals or like, yeah, handouts and things like that. So I I understand. Much respect to the people feeding other people. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it is a service. Thank you very much. And I remember my mom saying as a kid, like you know, and I never she was she she grew up in an atheist atheist family, and it's like yeah, I mean, I'm not into God, but if they're willing to help, then. Hey, you know, I'll show up to a service if they need it. I'm not into God, but I'm into food. <laughs> there was this one church. I'm into not dying. <laughs> there was this one church. Uh, I spent time living out of my car, playing music on the streets in St. Petersburg, Florida. Like, I just knew my basic ukulele chords. And, like, I look back at those videos and, like, uh, I was more confident than I was skilled. Uh, let's just mm. put it that way. I, I think, but, I think... If you're if you really want to be a musician, you're probably going to start off there. Cause like even when I only knew like power chords and a couple of basic licks, like I was like I'm fucking amazing. Even though I knew I wasn't, yeah, I was like I can make the sound I want to make, and that's all that matters. To yeah, me. and lots of people don't even make the jump to just learn those basic chords, and they see you like putting your hand on these weird like strings on this like attached to a piece of wood and making beautiful like music, and they're like, whoa, that's so cool, like. You're such like you're a pro musician, and I'm like, thanks. Mm -hmm. No, but I, I remember one time we're hanging out down by the wall, and Haley was there, and I'm like, all right, give me a C minor, give me an A flat, give me an E flat, give me a, a B flat, or something like that. Yeah, she's like, I don't know like three of those chords, and I was like, oh man, and I know that like 
I'm not trying to compare anyone's skill level or anything, but like you said, basic chords. She knows like a couple like the basic ones. Yeah. And it's fucked because like the way the ukulele's tuned is just like it, it's it's fucked up. But like that, <laughs> I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go any further because now it sounds like I'm talking shit about. All right, people. peace. <laughs> Don't like ukuleles. What's up with this guy? I wasn't. I was. No, I know. I'm just asking. I like how I like how with yes, like you're saying, like some people don't make the extra jump to learn the to learn the more um, interesting chords or whatever, or learn more yeah. chords and a couple of the basics. And that's one thing I like about playing with you is like I know that whatever I'm playing and whatever key, like you'll figure something out for it. Yeah, and that's that's to me that's what separates like that's what separates like somebody who knows how to play ukulele from like a ukulele player or whatever you would call it, a ukuleleist or whatever you would call it, whatever you would say, you know. Um, like there's a difference wait, between there's there's a difference between somebody who plays yeah. that instrument and a person who whose title is to play that instrument. Like there's mm -hmm. a difference between a guitar player and a guitarist is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like a guitar player can be good, but they're still not what a guitarist is. I mean, you can also make like a lot of you know hit songs, like "Stand by Me" is like oh, yeah. four of the same basic chords round and round and like. Dude, I don't know if, like... Everything you 2 ever did. The Edge is not good at guitar. He just hits, like, two notes sometimes and then just starts doing things with his pedals. He's good with the delay pedal. Oh, That's a, a skill, but... yeah, He's I've really good at pushing buttons. I've heard that. <laughs> um, like, if you know what an octave chord is and you can hear it, like, listening to U2 gets old quick. <laughs> because you know what's going on there. It's not like... Like, the guy who played on the David Bowie song Heroes, he does some of that kind of stuff. But he does a lot of different experimentation. Robert Fripp, that's his name. Robert Fripp is an amazing guitarist who's done some guitar tracks from some iconic songs in uh, in pop music history. But on Heroes, there is there is like a little bit of like a thing where like you hear these different notes of like different pitches or, or volumes or something. It's because when he was recording the different tracks, he would stand in a different place in the room in relation to his amplifier and the effects he had going on. Oh wow! Which yeah, that's that takes time and effort to figure out. But then the Edge heard that, and he was all like, oh, it's it's the 1980s, I have pedals, I'll be fine. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to actually put work into learning thing. Let me just hit this octave chord. Okay, let me just fucking get some shit going. Yeah. I can't believe U2 was as popular as they were for so long. Like I know, I know, like I know, shitting on things isn't your I, style. I just, I just can't stop. I can't stop thinking about it now. That, like radio, radio sucked for the longest time. Like we had to listen to so much shitty music because people were just that. That's how it was. You I got kind of taking a downhill turn from there. Uh, At but... least with the internet, like you can look up what music you're interested in. You can find. You're more likely to find stuff that you're interested in if that's what you're into. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I remember being a kid in, like, the the, the 90s and 2000s. It was hard to find stuff that was not on the radio. It was like, oh, that band's not on the radio? Give me give me that CD. I need to listen to it. I'm yeah. not going to hear them on the radio. I need to hear that now. Yeah. It was like, the radio told you what to listen to. The radio told you what was good. I used to love listening to the Foo Fighters because I was just a brain-damaged kid. Like, you know how annoying the Foo Fighters is to me now? Really? Red Hot Chili Peppers? I can't, yeah. It's It's like... Maybe I can listen to like one or two Foo Fighters songs because I do like David Grohl. I I learned uh, the term Foo Fighters. Uh, do you do you know what Foo Fighters is? No. So and it like I was like I was watching some like extraterrestrial documentary, and uh, I said extraterrestrial. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
and there were like jets flying and like these like silver kind of like metallic balls that were like flying alongside the jets and they called them Foo Fighters and I was like wait that's like the band like that term came out before the band like that's whoa that like, makes sense the first album the color and the shape is like a bunch of silver balls with some like concentric line work around it or something but that that makes a lot of sense now I never knew that Maybe they were just, like, some hack band, like, playing in their garage, and, like, everybody's out of tune, and, like, mm -hmm. you know, then all of a sudden, like, some extraterrestrials came down and, like, injected them with, like, epic, like, music things, and then I, sent them out. I will give, I will give the they Foo up. <laughs> I will give the Foo Fighters that. I don't think, at least the first album, I don't think David Grohl's a hack, because he recorded all that stuff himself. Every guitar part, every drum part, yeah. everything he recorded himself, so. No, I'm not saying they're a hack, yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. like, it'd be, it'd be funny it if, be. like, <laughs> if they were just, like, some hack band, and then they were, like, abducted by aliens, and, like you know, reprogrammed and then sent back to Earth and then they were like <laughs> fucking epic. We gave them the ability to make good music. How did you inject it? Up their butt. Up the butt! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the last thing I was going to say was uh, the, it, everything I said about like shitty 90s and 2000s music I feel strongly but also can be discounted by the fact that I like 311. I know a lot of people definitely think that about 311. 311 sucks. So, you know, opinions yeah. are perspectival, you know? I I was never a huge Nirvana fan, like, but I, I've i heard, like, all these interviews, like, with Kurt Cobain or about Kurt Cobain, and, like, especially, like, when you get into music and you learn the theory, and, like, okay, like, I'm gonna play a solo here, so play in this key or whatever, and, like, Kurt Cobain was all about, I don't know what he was all about, but, like, uh, just, like, playing it just to play the music like like it didn't matter if you matched up with the theory like yeah maybe it played a certain part in it but it was just about like getting that raw feeling out and just like i was like wow that's really cool like i, I really appreciate that i do like uh nirvana as a band i like Kurt Cobain as a singer but unfortunately because a lot of people misunderstand what Kurt Cobain is doing with his voice and his vocal style we have we have to put up with a lot of like shitty singers now because of it. Like I think the guy's name is Louis Capaldi. There was he did that he had that piano ballad a couple of years ago. It was like a breakup song. Yeah. I think it was like when the day is in the night. Like he's just yelling over this beautiful piano line. I understand what he's going for, and like by a better singer it might work. But I'm just have I have to listen to this because this guy doesn't know how to sing, and he thinks Kurt Cobain is the shit. So he's just trying to replicate that. And the thing people miss about Kurt Cobain is he could sing. Yes, he was screaming, but he was screaming notes and pitches. Like, he was actually, like, singing through all that. And people just hear Nirvana, and they're all like, I'll just, oh, the pitch is too high for me? I'll just yell through it. I'll just scream. Yeah. <laughs> you ever hear of uh, the Shags? I haven't, no. Oh, my gosh. So I know we're probably, like, I've been talking for more than five minutes. That's all right. We'll close it out with this, and then we'll jump on to the... So the Shags, uh, this guy, he went to a fortune teller. The fortune teller said, you will marry a redheaded woman and have three redheaded children and they will achieve great musical success. Mm -hmm. So the guy marries a redheaded woman, has three uh, uh, redheaded daughters. He takes them out of school, buys them musical instruments, doesn't buy them lessons or, or whatever, doesn't give them lessons. He just buys them like 
this expensive ass instruments and like sends them to the basement so like all these girls there goes their social life and everything else and just like go in the basement and practice and um they turned out to be one of Kurt Cobain's uh biggest influences one of Frank Zappa's biggest influences and like a few other artists too which I can't remember and they put out an album philosophy of the world if you listen to it like you might be clawing at the walls, like, it's, it, depending on where you're coming from, like, mentally, like, it could be, like, that's really cool, or it could be, like, please, when's it gonna end? That's the last thing I want to say before we have a minute, uh, just over a minute left on the video, that's okay. the last thing I want to say, um, if the, the stuff, the stuff you like, you know, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, whatever that, you like stuff, you, you, if you, there's an artist you like, and you want to like hear more of that kind of stuff? Go back and listen to the artists that influenced them. Mm. Like, don't don't just stop there at like you know, because like as much as you may like Nirvana, they're not the be all end all. Go back listen to Sonic Youth. Go back listen to the Shags, and yeah, you know, go back listen to Meat Puppets and stuff like that. Don't don't just stop right there. Like, keep going back, and uh, that that'll help you out a little bit too in your own songwriting process as well. Yeah. Well, these the the band broke up. The, like the drums out of tune i don't even know if they tuned the guitar <laughs> and like they're singing about i don't know some of the stuff was deep some of it was like what and probably like 50 years later they have this huge cult following the drummers like since passed and like there's only like two other women in the band are like all elderly and uh and they have a shags cover band so think of this like you're a musician you learn all this theory all these chords and then you have to play something that's, like, not on time. Like, you purposely have to play not on time. Purposely have to play, like... And they have this huge following. They're from Massachusetts. You must, but... you must unlearn what you have learned. Yeah, you gotta unlearn it all. There's a video of this guy's, like, the Shag's cover band. He's, like, tuning his guitar. Someone in the comments is like, Why is he tuning his guitar? Like, this is the Shag's. But, uh... we, we did it, folks. We got a dumb voice in there. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna throw it over to Devin now with a little uh, with a little solo acoustic thing uh, right on the other side of this next jump cut. So I'm Jay Sanchez, Devin Bender. The the video this recording stopped because Linus succeeded, but whatever they'll they'll still hear it. Um, yeah, but yeah, jump cut and then we'll go. Okay. Anyway, I've never done this before, so Devin goes on now. Action, action. Devin Bender, thanks for having me on the podcast. This song is called Love Song. If you like it, it's available on all the streaming services, all the main ones. And uh, and there's a cool music video out there. Um, I didn't do too well with the whole release process of that. But um, this is part of the release process, the post-release process, anyway. Uh, and it's got cool effects and all that cool stuff. So this is the acoustic version of Love Song. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
up, took a breath, and I realized I was breathing. You came into my life, I realized I was needing love. Sweet like honey, raw, unfiltered, better than money. Working together and facing the weather and working the magic and making it better now. And I know I'm alive. Need to be 
unity Living as one like it's meant to be Well you could let it all unravel And you could let it all unwind And if you empty out the contents Yeah, that's good enough for me. Sweet.